0: conversations in equine science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean and this is the podcast where we take research and try and make it accessible to horse owners and enthusiasts. Please remember with each topic we discuss to make sure that you get professional advice before implementing any strategies. This week, Nancy and I are looking at a paper that we have been very excited to um, discuss since we heard it would be published. And this is Blink Wraith as a Measure of Stress and attention in the Domestic Horse. And this is a study that was done by Richard Mott, Susan Hawthorne and Sebastian McBride. And Nancy and I had... Um, Heard about this because Richard Mott also did the Masters at the University of Edinburgh. So he's an alum and we were both interested in how how this would pan out and getting to read it and just that geeky side where we wanted to get into it because it's so fascinating and I know we say that every week about the papers we read, but this is such a great Um, non-invasive way to determine that emotional state of our horses. And it's something I think that we can go on to train um, anyone to kind of pick up and owners can be aware of. And it's just so accessible, I think, is the big thing that I took away from it. So it was a study they did on 33 horses. And what they did were... um, Basically, measured if the blink rate, spontaneous blink rate, changed in relation to a low stress event. So that was clipping the horses. And they measured that against heart rate variability. And we've talked about this like when we look at other papers in our past episodes, and that's measured using heart rate monitors. And they also compared it against the library cortisol. So I think. Nancy, you were really excited about this as well when you read it.
1: I was, um, I actually tested it. Um, there was a plastic bag blowing across my pasture. I was walking one of my more reactive horses out and he saw that bag and of course his head went up and he did not blink for what seemed like 10 or 15 seconds now these blink rates were measured per minute and uh i i tested it because for the first minute he had a very low you know blink rate and probably i would say anywhere from maybe eight to ten although i really can say i was just kind of observing that wide-eyed look, and if he blinked. But um, then after a minute, it kind of started to increase as he relaxed and realized, you know, the bag went under the fence and was not in the pasture any longer, and he pretty much returned to a lower head carriage and normal. You know, responses. But anyway, it's really exciting because I think even in humans, uh, when we get shocked by something or we're startled, we don't blink either. And so I looked up a few of the human research, and I think what was so fascinating, how Richard explained this in this paper, is he had uh, such a grasp on the neurobiology. So I kind of, that was kind of a part of the equine behavior studies we did at Edinburgh. And that was a tough section when it talked about the hippocampus and the um, neural activity and the epinephrine that's released in the brain and all those activities and Um, So Richard has a real grasp on the neurobiology of this, which made me go and want to investigate it more.
0: And what they they found found is basically that the spontaneous blink rate slows down when the horse is having to use that cognitive part of the brain where they're paying attention or there may be um, startles as well. So. I thought that was really great. The part where I read that, you know, we see this in humans and as I was reading, I became really conscious of this. So your blink rate will increase when your attentional demand is low. So if you're not having to really focus on something, you blink more. And that's because obviously blinking has other functions for us as well. You know, it lubricates, it helps us um, focus, but it said like, When you're reading and you get to punctuation in sentences, that's when you'll blink. Um, And as I was reading the paper after that sentence, I was so aware every time. (laughs) Or even like during pauses, listening to speech. And they said as well, during information retrieval and memory. And it's so true. Now I'm really conscious of we're talking about something that I'm excited and I'm really focusing on. So I'm conscious now that I'm not even blinking that much while I'm recording.
1: I couldn't. I was so um, into that's, you know, the fact that that's why when we're on the computer or any, um, what do they call them? VDTs, like virtual display technology or our devices. When we're reading, you can get dry eye or tired eye syndrome because you're not blinking and that made so much sense that that's why we get so much fatigue looking at our computer screens and our devices because we don't blink when we're reading so it made so much sense and I had never thought about that before
0: I think it's great like there's so many areas you know that we can go into from this as well and Um, I really think it's opened up such a great door for research because there's so much more we can do to really become aware. And I know we do mention this a lot as well, you know, reading our horse's body language. And I think we've come a long way when it comes to assessing their behavior in regards to welfare, particularly, you know, not just kind of making them do things and just trying to get things over with, but really being aware of how that's affecting the horse. Um, because that's such a useful training tool to have, you know, to be able to assess your horse like that. And you don't need anything fancy. You don't need your heart rate monitors. You don't need to blood sample. You don't need to do anything like that. You can just do it with your horse daily and just take those counts over the space of a minute and then, you know, see, I, I would say, don't try and, introduce startling them or things like that but just day to day when you're with your horse and um, become aware of that and just see are they blinking or are they kind of fixating are they staring it's something that's just so useful like I can't wait to start putting this into practice
1: yeah I I even thought it would be interesting in the thoroughbred racing industry to notice blink rate when you're walking a horse up to the saddling area or the paddock and see what their blink rate would be, because um, the more relaxed they would be, the higher the blink rate, the more tense or on guard they are, you would have a less blink rate. And if that could somehow be used, you know, to assess the level of alertness in your resources. But um, anyway, there's so much that research that this could lead to
0: they did say as well that it um suggests more stress reactive animals may be prone to making faster environmental assessments in relation to potential threats and that that always makes me think of thoroughbreds um (laughs) rightly or wrongly because i always feel like they're you know they're that bit more reactive they're a little bit more on edge and maybe that is why you get like that sudden like to us we think it's like this sudden impulse like they're all of a sudden they're darting sideways or you know they're refusing to do something or they're starting to panic but actually they've shown this sign we've just missed it
1: yeah and that would kind of be uh, something you could use for safety if you would just observe their blink rate versus you know waiting for that startle response to occur because apparently according to this it's that first minute that the blink rate decreases. And then after the first minute, it seemed to go back to baseline and then Mm. increase. So there's got to be so many applications for this um, that we could use for horse welfare, as well as for uh, handler safety so I was a little you know I my mind started racing I was thinking of all these research projects that could be done with this and um, I think it's really intuitive that Richard only read the left eye because you know you usually lead from the left side but they also found that the left eye um, laterally was, more reflective of what the horse um, you know that stress level so um, I didn't get a chance to look up the paper that he was referring to on that but you know I thought what a smart thing to do is just assess the one eye that you're leading from because you can't do blink rate while you're riding you know you would have to have someone on the ground almost videoing the eye in a close-up to assess that. And that would be really difficult, I would think, to be accurate.
0: They also said um, that, theoretically, rewards or positive events can also um, induce a significant increase. So, you know, their blink rate can increase not only when they're relaxed or using low attention, but in relation to positive events. But that's, I think that's still useful because... Well, it's definitely still useful, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's still determining that the increase has a lower um, amount of stress in relation to it. So we're seeing the blink rate decrease, really slow down when the animal is experiencing that stress response or have to use a high level of attention as well so I suppose when you're doing some training techniques too and especially in younger horses that are trying to learn you know a lot and I think we do ask a lot of them sometimes and um, when they are in their early stages of training you may also notice this too and it doesn't necessarily mean stress it could be that they are being really attentive and um, to what they're doing but it's just so interesting and always kind of with welfare links into that learned helplessness that we can end up um, kind of unbeknownst leading our horses into two and something that we just want to try and avoid.
1: Yeah, I I really agree with that. And I think they when they were going into the neural reactions, um, I think dopamine played a big part in this. So I think that's where that reward where they saw a slight increase in the blink rate. Do you think that could have been because there's somewhat of a pleasure response or a dopamine, release, Definitely. you know? So um, I thought to myself, another study would be for cribbers who it has been found that they're looking for that, um, you know, dopamine receptor and, Um, what they gave a substance to in a crib biting research that was dopamine and they stopped crib biting. So I would like to correlate blink rate with when a horse gets in one of those, I call it a cycle of crib biting. Like when they're eating sweet feed, it's like then they're going to suck air and it's that whole cigarette smoking Type scenario, and I, I
0: that the would, addiction,
1: yeah, that would be another good study that you could uh, integrate this blink rate into. But I was really excited about it because I thought, oh my God, you don't need a heart rate monitor, you don't need the salivary cortisol to be read. This is something so simple that you can just uh, observe and just notate, and you know, keep notes when your horse exhibits a lower blink rate and correlate it with either a startle reflex or a paper bag blowing across the yard you know so
0: and I know Nancy we've talked about the coach's eye a couple of times but can you just document any notes in the coach's eye
1: well the coach's eye is mainly a video Uh, mechanism but you could download it to your computer and make notes but on the smartphone app it's mainly for just doing a video and then you can uh, title the video or make reference to it but if you really wanted to kind of be able to write paragraphs I think you would have to download it to a laptop
0: Useful, though, to have, um, or even just the note section of your phone. I mean, we mm-hmm. take our phones everywhere with us these days.
1: Yeah, and Equilab, that one um, app, does have a note-taking section because I used it yesterday for my pony. And, I mean, you name, you know, your training, what you're doing, what the results were, what you hope to do next time. And it's so easy then to just put that up on your phone and remember what you wanted want to do
0: for the next session? Brilliant. Well, the exciting end to this week's episode is that we are actually going to have um, the brilliant Richards on the show. Um, We will... Not to have him on next week. So, Nancy and I had mentioned in last week's episode that next week between Christmas and New Year's, we're going to do a kind of Christmas party podcast. And then hopefully we'll have Richard on after New Year's. So, any questions you have at all or any way you want to see if you can, you know, apply this, do just message us on Instagram or on Facebook or email into us. And um, the email is conversations dot equine science and we will get your questions together and we will ask richard yep i
1: i think that's going to be a fun show and um want to say happy new year to everybody merry christmas happy holidays um we're just thrilled to, uh, for everyone to be listening in and joining in and learning about these new research techniques
0: we're still very excited each week. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. okay. Well, Kate, thanks so much for doing this one, and you have a a good rest of your day. And thanks, everyone, for listening in.
0: Thanks, Nancy. Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye, bye.
0: Thank you.